Welcome to the Legacy Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info. Good morning, everybody. The sermon notes are blank today, so I'm going to try to go slow, but I am not making any promises. Or you can write notes. If you're uh, going to get or need sermon notes or get something, get a piece of paper, there's the ushers right there. So, so we're starting a series. You know, it takes 21 days to make a habit. And we're going to do 28 days of prayer. And so there's a booklet we'll pass out at the end of the service, but it'll also be online. So you know what? You can put it on your phone. You can pull it up and you can read it every day. You can pray it every day. You can walk in it every day. How many of you know that, uh, uh, you know, your life can be like this? Falling apart. But how many of you know that you can turn your life around by the Word of God? The Word of God is given to us not only to just read its good stories and history book. No, it's life. Jesus said, my words are life. You know, and I, if you've been around here at all, there's, there's something that I teach. Hold up a hand, hold up a hand, stretch your fingers out hard as far as you can. And there are five words. What does the word say? Now, the world can be going to hell in a handbasket, and you can turn your life around because you're not going to listen to what the world's saying or the devil's saying or what people are saying. You automatically turn to what? What does the word say? Because we should be in Christ. We should be doing what the Bible says and what God says. Our hope is in God. Not in our government, not in our doctor, not in our money, not in anything but God. And God's word has been given to us to teach us how to live this life in 2022. It's still relevant. There is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> There's been prostitution from the beginning. There's been drugs from the beginning. There's been all this. There's been hatred. There's been murders from the beginning. Nothing new under the sun. So the Word of God is still relevant because it's alive and the Holy Spirit backs it. Ooh. The Holy Spirit backs the Word of God. So that's what makes life easy for the believer when they stand in the Word of God, when they find out what the Word says and know how to live and how to act. Now, a lot of us, and, and, and there's a lot of people who are not in church, they want to judge God by us. And we're supposed to be a good representative, but don't we miss it? So people, anybody watching online today, judge God for who he is and what his word says he is. Judge Jesus for who he is. We're supposed to be his representatives, but we're not the perfect ones. Okay? Jesus was the perfect one. Jesus is my champion. He's the one I look to. He's the one I turn to. He's my helper. So this series is called In Jesus' Name. And today we're going to talk about uh, uh, specific prayers just to really to dig into the Word. And we're going to talk about the power of prayer. And uh, my, 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 my. It's our responsibility to, to get into the Word and to pray. I'm trying to just, I'm hung right there just for a second. Just bear with me. Have you ever, ever, you know, growing up, I'm going to say, I, I hope you're not listening to secular music today, but I know when you was like 14, 15, 
and you was listening to some bebop song, girls, or you was listening to some country song. Woo, that's a good song. I like that song. Guess what you did? You listened to it again. And then you listened to it again. And then you listened to it again. And right now, if you named it, I guarantee you, you could sing it. So when I start talking about understanding and hearing the Word of God and putting it in your heart, that's what I'm talking about. It. You hear it, and you hear it, and you hear it, and you hear it, until not as something that you just say, well, I know I'm supposed to say the Lord's my help. Baloney. When you know that God is your help. Woo! Now you got something. You see, the kingdom of heaven is in here. It's not out there. And let me go ahead and just before I get in this, I'm going to get on you real good. You don't have permission to be mad at anybody anymore. You don't have permission to be mad at anybody. God has not given you permission to cuss anybody out. God has not given you permission to be mad at people, to, to hate anybody. Nobody. God doesn't give us permission to do that. Just want to see that's in the Word of God. Where's that scripture at? Love thy neighbor as thyself. But see, I just put it in where we can understand it. God doesn't give us permission to be mad. <clears throat> yeah. Love thy neighbor as that. Be kind to one another. Woo. My uncle's a pastor. He said, man, if we got that, it'd change the world. He's talking to Christians. Be kind to one another. I went to a pastor seminar one time. I'm sitting there, and the preacher gets up. They got different ministers getting up, and he starts talking about lying. That's his sermon. I'm like, it's all preachers in here. God led him to preach on lying to preachers. Hey, we all miss it. We all have to clean our act up. We all have to do what the Word says and believe the Word of God. Amen, amen. So, so we're going to dig in. I just want to lay a basics basis of some things. And uh, if we really believe prayers works, then we'd pray more often, wouldn't we? But, but, but the thing about it is when trouble comes, it ought to be automatic. It, you don't have to get on your knees. You don't have to stop just a minute. You just say, Father, I know what your word says, and I am not receiving that. That's all you got to say within yourself. That's not mine. That's not mine. You know, does this block belong to anybody? No, that's not yours. I know where it came from. Guess what? I know where bad news comes from. That's not mine. It's when you receive it that becomes yours. And I'm talking spiritually, and right here is the battleground. You know, I always pick at my wife's a school teacher, but she didn't. But the kids would come home, and, and they'd say, they call me stupid head today. I said, well, are you? No. I said, then why are you upset? Why did you receive that? You're not a stupid head. I'm just saying, see, we receive too much junk from this world. Well, you know how bad it's going to be. Well, you know how blessed it's going to be. Come on, we're walking, it, it, we're walking in grace and mercy. Let's get in line with it. Let's get in agreement with God. Two cannot walk together unless they're in agreement. If you're going to get in agreement with God, you're going to walk with Him. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to go forward. Hebrews 4, 4 and verse 14. This, is the, uh, this, this uh, scripture right here preaches. It says, seeing then we have a great high priest. Who's our high priest? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. 
Say it one more time. Who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Our confession is what we say and what we pray. Everybody say, say and pray. Say. This is a prayer. Good morning, brother. Great to see you. Thank you. It's a prayer. You ugly thing. No, see, that's a prayer. We don't have a right to pray that. We have to guard what we say because what we say is praying. We'll come back to that in a little bit. But but so so hold fast to what we say and pray, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize sympathize with our weaknesses. Jesus was flesh. You know, Jesus got hungry. Jesus got tired. He went to the bathroom. Jesus got dirty. He got sweaty. Can you imagine those little little children come to me and he's sitting there and they'd have no diaper on. Anybody remember cloth diapers? That's before most of y'all's time. But if you ever had a kid sitting in your lap with a cloth diaper on, you either got something on you if when they went, it went right through that cloth diaper. It just helped, you know, help the solid material. Okay, I'm going in there. <laughs> Woo! Let us hold, uh, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. We turn instantly to God, find help and grace in time of need. When, t- when something comes up and you're just like, oh, wait a minute, and it just shocks you. Come on, we're going to God. We're going to God. It should be automatic. Amen? Amen. Say, this year it's going to be automatic for me. So, so let's lay a guide. Number one, we want to pray to the Father. Write that down. Number one, pray to the Father. In the Old Testament, God had many names. None without significance. You know, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Jehovah Nisi, God our banner, God our victory. Uh, Jehovah Shalom, God our peace, right? Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. Jehovah, God, you know, God had so many names and whatever he provided, that's, what they, that's his name today. Well, Jesus came and said, wait a minute, he's father. My father, I come from my father. My father, father covers it all. You know, uh, my kids would tell you I was a pretty good father, but I cannot compare to Father God. What made me a good father is when I missed it, I repented to them. They saw that when I was weakness, I owned it. That's what made, God's never missed it. He's a good father all the time. And and Jesus is perfect. His son son came in his flesh and he was perfect. That's why he's my champion. But Jesus taught us to go to the Father. In his name, we have access to the goodness of God, to everything he was in the Old Testament. Now he's father because he's a good father and he's wanting to provide. Do not equate your father or your dad who was not good, not perfect, who was mean or whatever, overbearing. Do not equate him to God the Father. Our God is, 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 is in the dispensation right now is grace and mercy and love and kindness. And he is wooing you into the family. There's a day coming that the wrath's coming, but we're not going to be a part of that wrath. We're not going to have that wrath. We're going to heaven. Yes. Believers are going to heaven. Yes. We don't have to deal with the wrath of God. Right. We're going to be, yeah, we'll stand before God where we could have had, should have had, and we missed it. 
but it's not the wrath of God. The only person that God ever sent to hell was Jesus for you. Everybody else goes because they don't receive his son, Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says drunkards don't make it, and they say this and don't make it. They don't make it because they don't receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He's the only way. He's the champion. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through him. He's Father. Everybody say Father. So when you call God, call him God, your Father. Now, the New Testament does reference him as God, but, but I, I'm, I'm you know, just going through some things. But you look at Paul's writings in Romans uh, 1, 7. We're not turning there. I'm just going to roll through these. In Romans 1, 7, he goes, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace from God our Father, from Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 3, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 1, 3, grace to you and peace from God the Father and, uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 12, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I, it's, it's in every one of them. I just randomly just hit Romans 1, and you pull it up. You go into your Bible, and you'll read it, grace from God the Father. So Jesus taught us this. And so let's look in John 15, 15. Jesus said, no longer I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master's doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father... I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command that you love one another. Love is the basis, but when you ask in the name of Jesus, they want to give it to you. Now, there's some qualifiers that I'm going to lay out in point two. But let's just set this straight. We have access to the Father through Jesus Christ. Not my righteousness, not how good I am. It's how good Jesus was. You know, this covenant, and we might get into that a little bit uh, when this is over. The covenant was between God and Jesus for men and women. I didn't have nothing to do with it. I wasn't there when he died on the cross, shed his blood, went to hell, rose again. He did all that for me. Hey. I don't know if y'all watched football yesterday, whether your team won or lost, but whoop de doo Jesus won. And he won for eternity. And I'm going to spend eternity with him. Come on and go with me. Now, this life, come on, God wants you to have love, joy, and peace in this life. Not to live like, oh, man, that's another day. I got to go to work again. You're going to work for the wrong reason. You, you need to be going to work for God. Amen, amen. So, so we put in God first and we look at what he says. We're praying to the Father in Jesus' name. I'm just laying this down. So, so when you start your prayer, that's a Father. I come in the name of Jesus and I'm asking. I, you know, what do you need? We'll get into that just a little bit more. But, but you end in, you know, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's go ahead and say the name of Jesus and, and thy holy son's name. Well, what is his name? Jesus. Don't be afraid to say Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. And people don't say Jesus enough. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Go ahead and say it for me. Say Jesus. Jesus. Did anybody get hurt? Okay. No. Should be empowered. Now, John 16, 23 says in that day. That day is this day. Today. Today. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. In that day, you will ask me nothing. What do we ask Jesus? Okay, I'm going to let that sit there a minute. We, we're not supposed to pray to Jesus. If you read in the New Testament, they call upon Jesus to get saved. But he in turn, if Paul said, call on the Lord and be saved, repent. Peter said, call on the name of Jesus to be saved. And see, see here, this is the way it works. The Holy Spirit draws you. And he draws you by the word of God, by somebody preaching, somebody saying something on the radio, something on TV. Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus. And you accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ, into Jesus. Everybody say, in Jesus. Then Jesus in turn will baptize you into the Holy Spirit. But you're in the family. See, there's three parts to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus came to fulfill the Father's plan. The Holy Spirit came to empower Jesus, but also in Acts 1.8 said he'll empower you to live. Come on, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, and he's empowering us to live and to believe this word, and he'll stir the word up in you to speak it and to say it. Because guess what? God's not speaking into the earth on his own. He's using people. God gave this earth. You know, God's all-powerful. Yes, he is. And God's in control. Yes, he is. But guess what he did with his control? He gave the earth to man for a season. He didn't come down and say, pick out the gray coat today, brother. Matches that beard looking good. Go ahead and get the black. One minute. Let me use my God boy. Use the black pants, <laughs> the black shirt and shoes. God doesn't do that. He gives you a free will to choose what you wear today, whether you comb your hair or not, or if you got any to comb. God doesn't care about those things. Yeah, you know what? I ask him, what do you want me to wear? Will it impact somebody? Other than that, I'll let my wife pick out my clothes. So it matches. My daughter was, Brittany was three. Dad, that don't match. I'm going to paint, okay? It don't have to match. Just get off my back. But hear me, God gives you a choice today. What you what are you gonna eat for lunch? I don't know. God gave you emotions, He gave you a will to decide what you're gonna eat for lunch. Whether you're gonna eat healthy or not, it's up to you. He might, the Holy Spirit might say, hey, no, he might want to do something else. But he's not gonna make you. Gotta eat the asparagus. Oh no. Come on, I'm trying to help you. You got to decide to pray this year. You got to decide that you're going to walk with God. You got to choose that I'm going to serve God. You got to choose to put God right in your job, in your business, in your life, in your family. You have to choose. He said, I am here. And I have made a way through my son Jesus that you can come to me, says the Father. And I have sent the Holy Spirit to remind you and to empower you to walk the walk that I have called you to walk. Amen, amen, amen. And, and so as we look at this, as we look, he said, that day you will ask me nothing. You will ask the Father in my name, and he will give it to you. 
Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Verse 25. These things I have spoken in a figurative language, but the time is coming uh, when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you uh, that I shall pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I have came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. <clears throat> Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Hear me. So if the Father, uh, so if God is your Father, then you need to start asking and you need to start acting like He hears you. Come on, Jesus said, I don't have to pray to the Father. You know, it does say in Hebrews 4 that He's our intercessor. He's praying for people to get saved. He's praying over the world. But we can ask God the Father directly. Through Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Come on, that ought to put in one. But you know what religion tell you? You're not good enough. The same voice that I said, let me use my God voice, is a religious voice that will tell you you're not good enough to go to the Father. Yes, I am. I am because of the blood of Jesus, not because of me. Man, God hears me because of the blood of Jesus. God answers my prayers because of the blood of Jesus. He wants to answer my prayers. Wow. Now we got something to get excited, something to pray about. God's going to hear. God's going to answer. God's going to lead. God's going to guide. God's going to direct us. God's going to speak to us. Hey, the Father sent He'll send the Holy Spirit. Look at all the angels that came down in the birth of Jesus. We just went through Christmas. An angel appeared to Mary. An angel appeared to Joseph. An angel appeared... To, to, to John the Baptist's mom and dad. What did the angel tell his dad, John's dad? I come from the throne of God to give you what God said, and you need to believe it. And because you don't believe it, I might put my hand over your mouth for a little while. Come on, let's get our mouth in line with what God has said. Let's get our mouth and our heart, not that we're just saying it. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. In Jesus' name, amen. There's no power in that. That's a kid's prayer that we're teaching them just to get in the habit to pray. Our prayer should be something from our heart that we know that God is for us. Come on. Something that we found in the Word, some promise that God's for me. That God's for me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This shouldn't be right. My life should be lining up. My life should be coming together. Come on. God's my source, my help, ever present help in time of need. Mm -mm. So let's start believing. Let's start acting. Let's start praying. Before we go to number two, I want to read Philippians 4, 6. And uh, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And we'll stop right here. Let's just teach this a little bit. Come on, if you're going to ask God for something, you're asking the Father, and He hears you, and He wants to answer it, that's where the thanksgiving comes in. 
Hmm? If, if, if we told all the kids that we're taking them to ice cream after, after church, what's going to be their expression? They're going to have a big smile. They're going to have Thanksgiving in their heart because they're going to eat some ice cream. Well, wait a minute. When God has promised something to you and you believe it in your heart and you ask him for it and you're standing on that, woo! thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I believe I received that. You want me to have it. I want to have it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, now, now. Now, let's look. Let's look. Let's look. Let your request be. Verse 7. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It didn't say you're going to get it the day you ask. It said you're going to get it in Thanksgiving, and you're going to have peace about it because you know God answers. God answers, right? God's faithful. We just sang about it. Everybody was singing, faithful. God is faithful. Is he? Then start acting like it when you pray. Come on, God is faithful. And, and listen, this is, the, this is the key. This is what the Holy Spirit uh, really had me to read this for. And, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. So, so do me a favor. Stand up just for a second. Pretend like you're going to take a step. Just to, I don't know some of you can't just see. Just take a small step into Christ Jesus. All right, now you can sit back down. Now you're in Christ. Now, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. That means the old man. You can't be mad at anybody anymore. You can't un- be in unforgiveness anymore. You're in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus. Come on, I'm in Christ Jesus. So let me read it one more time. Be anxious for nothing. You're in Christ Jesus. You don't have nothing to be anxious about. Are you with me? You don't have nothing to worry about. I'm in Christ Jesus. Feels good. I'm in Christ Jesus. He's carrying me. Come on. I'm kind of floating now. I'm in Christ Jesus. I got the peace of God because it's what it's all about, being in Christ Jesus. Uh, be anxious for nothing and everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, that I'm in Christ Jesus for number one. If any man be in Christ, I'm a new creation. The old things have passed away. Come on, if any man is in Christ, he's righteous. Those that are righteous get their prayers answered. I'm righteous not because of me, because of I'm in Christ Jesus. So when you start to pray, so I'm just step into Christ Jesus. Matter of fact, you can stay there if you like. Matter of fact, don't get out of being in Christ Jesus. That's where you get in trouble. That's where you start looking at that woman a little bit too long or that man walking by. You're not in Christ Jesus. Okay, that went over your head, didn't it? You better grab that. Get in Christ Jesus. People aren't in Christ Jesus want to get drunk. They want to get high. They want to get depressed because they're not in Christ Jesus. Okay. So number two, since we're in Christ Jesus now, let's pray the word. Let's pray the word. This is one of the biggest keys. You know where people want to pray from? Emotions. 
Well, Pastor, I just, I just feel like that I just need to ask Jesus. I don't know about praying this Father stuff. That's your emotions. That's not what the Word says. Well, I just feel depressed. I feel down and out. I feel like nobody likes me. You got to start praying the Word. You got to get in Christ Jesus and know where you're living at, that you're in Christ, that you are in the family of God. You have no reason to be depressed. You have no reason to worry. You have no reason to struggle. So, 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 mm, we got to pray the word. Mark eleven twenty. This is the story where Jesus cursed the fig tree. If you never, like, he's walking two miles. You know, Jesus walked every day from Bethany. He's walking two miles. He goes to Jerusalem, back to Bethany, and he's making his trip back and forth. This is the week before he's put on the cross. And he knows he's going to the cross. Pretty important week, wouldn't you say? Everything he said, John 14, 15, 16, 17, is really, really important. But so is this message right here. In Mark eleven twenty. now in the morning as they passed by, he saw a fig tree. They saw the fig tree that had dried up from the roots. This is the tree that Jesus spoke to. There was nothing on it. And he's teaching his disciples the power of words. Praying and saying. Praying and saying. Come on, when you release your faith in saying something or praying something, you need to have expectation that God's working. Now, he spoke to this thing the day before. Today, they're walking by it, and it's actually Peter. They pass by. Let's look at the next verse. And Peter, remembering, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed. Didn't mean he called it a blankety-blank-blank. He spoke negative to it. Quit speaking negative over yourself, over your children, over your job, over your car, over your house, over everything. Quit speaking negative. Well, that low-down wife of mine, my sorry kids. Quit it. They're God's kids. You're just in charge of them for, for a few years. People do that. Man, my kids are blessed. They do some stupid stuff sometimes, but they're blessed. But guess what? So do you, and so do I. But I still call me blessed too because I'm in Jesus. When I get out of Jesus is when I make mistakes. So Peter, remembering, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Let's keep reading. And so in verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Okay? Have faith in God. Say, I believe God. Come on. I believe God. Verse 23. For surely I say to you, this is Jesus saying to them. He's saying and praying over them. He's releasing power, showing them the power of words, showing you the power of words. For I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says will be done, and he will have what he says. The key qualifier is to speak to the mountain and believe what you say and not doubt in your heart. You know where doubt resides? Right here. This is where doubt resides. 
You look at something, you see it's bad, and it grabs a hold of your mind. That's the way we've always been. And us McClary's, we're just down and out. We're a day late and a dollar short. We're always sick. If somebody's going to get it, we're the ones who's going to get it. That's bad, wrong, cursing yourself. Trying to help you. You got to go back and just just right now, I just tear all that down in the name of Jesus. You need to learn to say that. Even everything my grandmother taught me that put fear in me or my grandfather taught me. Even some of those cuss words he used use that I didn't know what they meant until I was older. See, we have to change. So look at verse 24. Therefore, I say to you again, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. You believe here first. Okay, okay, let's put it. You're at work. The boss calls you in and said, hey, we're giving you a raise. Hey. We're giving you a $2 an hour raise. All right, let's get you something excited about. We're giving you a $10 an hour raise. Is anybody a little more excited now? Ooh, man. Okay. You don't have the money, but you just went, woo. You believe that man's word. You didn't have it, but you believe his word. And it's going to be two weeks before you get it because you get paid every two weeks or this week's already started. But you're going to get a $10 an hour raise. You believe that man's word. Why can't we believe God's word? You believed it in here first. You went, woo. When you read a promise in the Bible, you ought to go, woo, that's mine. I'm using your own words against you. Woo. That's how it works. You believe it in here. This is where the kingdom of God abides, in your spirit. Your mind will go, well, I, mean, I don't believe I'm going to get that. Oh, they probably ain't going to give me anything. Man, that's your mind. That's the curse. That's the world's mind. Get rid of that. It's his fault. There he is. It ain't his fault. I don't care if the boss come in and said, we're taking your money away from you. It's not his fault. Well, then whose fault is it? How about look in the mirror? How about you get in the Word and you change the way you work and change the way you live and change the way you act and become a blessing? I don't work for them. I work for God. I'm giving it 100%. See, it changes. I'm not working for this place. But guess what? I'm going to be a blessing to them. I'm going to make them money. So they'll want to pay me and increase me. Different mindset, isn't it? I'm blessed to be a blessing. The word says that we're blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm going to hate this place. That's not being a blessing. That's not being blessed. That's not blessed coming in and going out. See, 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 we look out there for the blessing. The blessing's in here. The blessings within the Word of God, this is how it works. When you start declaring and changing who you are, it doesn't matter if you don't if you have a house or not, a car or not, it doesn't matter. You have to change inside first. Amen. You have to receive in here first. Amen. Then it starts changing out here. That's the difference. Everybody's mad at the government, Democrats, Republicans, 
state government, president, governor, this and that and the other. Come on, come on, right here. <laughs> the children of Israel, when the curse came to Egypt, they didn't walk in it. That's the example how we're supposed to be. Those fleas, flies, and locusts, and water turned to blood, their, their water didn't turn to blood. Come on, you can walk above it. The Bible declares that we should walk above it. We should be, come on, we got our place right here. We got our peace right here. My peace doesn't come from the government. My peace doesn't come from money. My peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and the God, my Father. Come on. So, so, so let's get to that place. Now, now, write this down, and this is in the message. In John 16, 23 and 24. Now, we've already read this, but I want to read it in the message right quick. Did I not put that down right? It's 23, 20, yeah. Go on down to 23. Keep on going. All right. When you put a message up, it gives you all kinds of stuff. There it is. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I have revealed to you. Ask in my name according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be like a river overflowing in its banks. Yes. Now, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me back up and read it in 23. I'm going to read it in the New King James like I did. In that day you will ask me nothing. More surely I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Ask the Father in my name. Now, now, the message gives a little bit of a qualifier, and this is why I'm trying to help you. This is why we pray the Word. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I have revealed to you. The things I have revealed to you, and I'm in the back here called the New Testament. The things and the promises that I have revealed to you. Ask in my name according to my will. This is his will. Yes, amen. Ask according. It's why we pray the word. Ask in my name according to my will, and he will certainly give it to you. If you can find it in here, you're not making God do something he doesn't want to do. People will say that, that they'll take this message. Well, you're just trying to make God do something. No, he's already promised it. Yes, he's a good father. Yes, he's, and a good fathers provide. And good fathers want healing for their children. And good fathers want their children to grow up and stand on their word. And good fathers want, want his children to grow up and be mature. And not just, oh, help me all the time. But no, learn how to take a stand. To be that one who, when something bad happens, I'm turning to the word. And, and guess what? You, you'll become popular. Miss Shirley. Does everybody want Miss Shirley to pray? Why do they want her? Because she prays the word. Miss Becky, why? Because she prays the word. She gets her prayers answered because she prays the word. Not feeling, Lord, help He's a good one. He's a good man, Lord. Uh, heal him. He's a good man. That has nothing to do with it. Him being a good man has nothing to do with it. Lord, just bless them because they're good people. That has nothing to do with it. It's the word of God. It's God's promise that his blessing would be on his people. I are his people. You are his people. Yeah. Great English teachers in here. Do that on purpose. We are his people. We are the people of God. Come on, today we're the people of God. 
There's privileges and rights that come with being the people of God. I got a driver's license. It gives me privilege to drive a car. I got the blood of Jesus. It gives me the privilege to go to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and help in time of need. I've got the word of God to help me go right in here and know how to pray, what to pray. Oh, here's a promise of God. Peace belongs to me. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. I take that. I want your peace, Lord. I need your peace. Somebody asked me one time, man, with everybody stabbing you in the back, how do you just make it? Because I got God. I'm loving him. I'm doing stuff for him. I do stuff for you for him. We help people because God tells us to. Not for the pat on the back. Not for the knife in the back. We do it to be a blessing. And God rewards. And God pays. Well, I wouldn't help them people. They, they this and that and other and other and this and that. God didn't tell us to, to do that. He said, help them. Yeah. Now, there comes a time when you, you don't throw your pearl before swine. The Bible teaches that. But that comes through discerning. But your heart should always, what can I do? What can we do? First things first, what can we do? Let's weigh it out until we get a no from the Holy Spirit. Guess what? So I'm talking to my son-in-law about this sermon, and we're talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking him questions, just grilling him a little bit. And uh, he goes, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a relationship with just the Father or just Jesus, or do you have it with the Holy Spirit too? I said, good question. You have all three. Jesus, you're in Jesus. You, you, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? Jesus said, I've come to please the Father. I come to do exactly what the Father said to do. I come to act like him. I come to say what he said. And the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus. Come on. The Holy Spirit empowers you. You have a relationship with all three. Amen, amen. Let's, let's land this airplane. So, what I want to say is it's time to get in faith. It's time to quit begging. I see so many people, oh God, I'm just begging you. I'm begging you. You don't have to beg. Begging is not coming. Coming boldly is not begging. Step up. Man, my grandkids have no problem. Pop, fix me some oatmeal. Can't wait till they're big enough to fix their own. But it's my job to teach them when they get big enough. God wants you to grow up in him. Jesus wants you to step in him and get bigger. Listen, I'm still growing. Everybody in here that's a seasoned saint will tell you that they're still growing. When you quit growing is when you start falling back. We're moving forward. This is the year we're going to move forward. This is the year we get in faith. God's word is his will. And I'm going to close out with this, and then we're going to do something real, real fun real quick. Let me go ahead and read the scripture. In Romans 12, 1, 2, says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How I many you know that you could be in the good will of God, the acceptable will of God, or the perfect will of God? In Mark 4, it said you can receive 30%, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. 
How much are you planting? How much are you remember? How, how much are you praying? How much are you praying the word? Here is to change your thinking. Y'all, the first side of trouble. <clears throat> my, my, my throat feels a little sore. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming right to you right now over this throat. I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't have a right to be here. I wasn't born with a sore throat, and you didn't create me to have a sore throat. See how that works? My thinking has been changed. When something comes up, nope, nope, nope. I am not going to lose my peace over that. Because everything in this world is coming to steal your peace, your joy, your strength. Everything. Amen? Change your thinking. I'm going straight to the throne room. I'm going right to God. God, you're the healer. You said it in the Old Testament, and Jesus came, and he bore our sickness and infirmities. Come on. We're going straight to the kingdom. This is our year. We're going straight to God. Amen? And the people you go and call, and there's nothing wrong with calling me, calling people to go to, but you need to become that prayer warrior that God's calling you to be. Standing in the gap for your own family. Come on, it's time for you to step up and put the armor on and go to battle. Amen, amen? Because it all stops and starts with our thinking. That's just a little side note. We're going to believe the word this year. I want you to bow your heads just for a second. Come on, Jesus made a way for you to enter into the kingdom of God. If you're not a child of God here today, Today's your day to, to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm asking right now, will you accept him as Lord and Savior? Will you accept what he did at Calvary for you? If that's you today, will you lift your hand and say, yes, pastor, pray for me. I need to receive Jesus. So maybe you're here today and you haven't been living for God, but you're just ready to get on fire for him. This is your year to start praying like never before. Start believing God for things you've never seen. To have expectation. To learn to release your faith. To learn to walk in thanksgiving. Is that you? Will you lift your hand? I see those hands. So these 28 days, are for you to establish those habits and to believe God. Amen. Let me pray over everybody. Father, we thank you for the commitment that we make today to be stirred, Lord God, to live for the kingdom of God like never before. If we believe you're in control, Lord God, that we learn to release our faith in you, to believe for things to change in our lives, to be in accordance to your will. Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at legacyfamily.info.